Hey everyone, we're ex-roommates, there's three of us, and this is our podcast, hosted by Phil, Josh, and Brady. Our episode today is sponsored, and you'll hear more about them later. Thanks for tuning in to our stories, and let's get started. Welcome everyone to our next episode of interviewing today we're going to be interviewing brady go me he's he's doing a great job and we'll see how he answers these questions i'm excited okay so let's get into it brady Mm -hmm. i got the first question for you let's go what is your favorite meme and why oh my god my favorite you could also have honorable mentions too because i feel like it might be hard for you to choose it's gonna be hard for the the one meme that will make me laugh every single time I see it is is the car salesman meme, where it's just like a picture of like a car, and then it's yes. like how much how much spaghetti can you fit in this or something, <laughs> and it's like carsman slaps yeah. the hood. You can fit so much spaghetti. <laughs> <in Yeah. that. laughs> like I don't know why, but every time I see those, they make me laugh. Okay. Any honorable mentions? Honor- oh, honorable mentions. If I see now, it's before it didn't make me laugh as much, but like the last year or so since it's made a comeback, if I see like the stupid looking troll face on anything, it mm. makes me die. Like Classic. I'll just see it because it's just like a throwback memory for me right. with the memes. Um, God, I guess the other honorable mention would be anything Eric Andre or Hannibal Burris related. Oh my goodness. Like why mm-hmm. would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Why are you booing me? I'm right. Like, those are both great. Those are my honorable mentions. Solid. Thank you. All right, my first question. So, Brady, mm-hmm. you played the bass drum when you were when you were marching in drum line and what? Correct. The interesting thing about bass drum is that there are five of them. Correct. Not which one was your favorite to play, but in general, of the five bass drums, which one is your favorite and why? My favorite? Your favorite bass drum. I have actually played all five. Not throughout, like, independent, I played five and four forever because I'm a taller, bigger guy, and I was the Mm -hmm. only one that would be taller and bigger than everyone else, so I always got given the bass five gig. Right. But I would say it's each bass drum is different, and you can't approach them the same way. Like, when I played top my first year of high school, I had chops. It was mm. just like I had rolls. I had r- random rhythms I've never heard of before. Like, do you know what a five-lit is? That's crazy. <laughs> like, that was that was my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Playing bass two was fun just because I split everything. Yeah. And it was always just like, hey, like, play this. Now do it, like, in between the other notes. And I'm like, okay. Three was always cool just because I had a lot of notes. And it's just no matter what, whenever you write stuff, it goes top down. It goes down up. Or you'll have mm-hmm. something up top and something in the middle. Bass three is always playing, mm-hmm. no matter what. Bass four was fun when I played it at Blue Stars, just because I got given a lot of random upbeats. Mm-hmm. Like I had a, a hand-to-hand five-lit upbeat starting on the fourth partial once, <laughs> which it sounds insane. And it just it was one of those scenes where it's just like, hey, you're playing this. I'm like, okay, and just nailed it. And it was one of those like never had to really work on it. I see. However, beating the absolute crap out of bass five is the best stress relief ever. Like in 2017, like those two eighth notes is probably my favorite thing I've ever played right at the end of the bass. 
<laughs> because nobody else in the entire ensemble played. I just had two eighth notes, and it was the only time in the entire show where it was just like, this is Brady's part. Yeah. And I used to just smack the absolute crap out of that drum. Hopefully it sounds good when you listen to it now, but I, I would say bass five was always my favorite. It's the one I played the most. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing it, I always was like, oh, I want to play a different drum. different right. drum." But looking back, I always had fun playing gotcha. bass five. Would you say it's your least favorite and most favorite? Yes. Gotcha. Least favorite because of how heavy it is. Right. And like it messed up my back for a while. Like in 2016, I don't, I don't know if you knew this or not, I actually threw out my back during a rehearsal. I think I vaguely remember this. It was right before the run. My back was literally like, I could feel like it being in two different pieces. Oh. Like my upper back was like this and my lower back was a different way. And I was just like, I can't move right now. And I got yelled at by somebody. They were like, hey, we're starting the run. Get going. And I was like, all right, let's see what happens. I think it was like the first full run we did as well. Dang. So that hurt. All right. So my next question for you, Brady, is actually something I've been wondering for a while. Okay. So, and I, I just don't know why, but... Why did she swallow the fly? <laughs> Man, I don't know why she swallowed the fly. I've I've been thinking about this for years. <laughs> People come up to me all the time and they say, Brady. All the time. Why why did she swallow the fly? And I don't know. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Nobody has ever given me an answer to that question. I just I don't know why. I miss her though. Mm. <laughs> so wait. I, I always thought perhaps she would die, but did she did? I don't want to speak on it in this public forum. I want the family to be able to have their space to talk about it freely before I can. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, my second question. So, Brady, uh, in one of the previous podcast episodes, you talked about eating out a lot. Yes. And, like... (laughs) <laughs> I'm a huge foodie myself. Okay. And but I was just curious as to what your favorite food is and why. Can I do favorite type of food? Yes. Mexican food. Oh, okay. Mexican food. I there's which we just ate today. Which we actually ate like 3 hours ago maybe? Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer than that. Okay. Like there I started eating Mexican food when I was in middle school. Everything before that it would be like I would have roll tacos but I would have it with like rolled tacos and lettuce. That would be it. But when I was in middle school, I was going to lacrosse practice and we went to this Mexican food shop before we went there and he was like, hey, what do you want? And I was like, honestly, I usually just get a bean burrito. And he was like, well, you should try this thing. It's got French fries in it. And I was like, what's it called? He's like a California burrito. It literally changed my life. (laughs) Like that's the moment where I was like, oh, there's more than like quesadillas, bean burritos and rolled tacos. And it's like, it's one of those scenes where it's like, I could probably have like Mexican food every single day for every single meal and never get tired of it. Wow. There's just so much, so many different things to try. Like I can have a burrito one day. I can have tacos next day. Delicious. But in a very, very close second, which is also something that's new to me, would be Thai food. Mm. I had Thai food for the first time like three years ago or mm-hmm. something. It was actually at a place by state right by the Jack in the Box. Oh, yeah. That place is super good. And it also blew my mind where I was just like, oh, I didn't know noodles could taste this good. Yeah. That place is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. You've been to that place, right, Phil? Yes. I think I've been once. It might have been. Was it with you? I think it was. Did that was always the jam where it was like if Will and myself, if he ever had a party or we ever got like had some drinks mm-hmm. when he lived down there. We would always get Thai food the next day. Yeah, that place was... What was it called? 
it, so it's been called a couple things. It, yeah, like, I feel like it changed or like they got new owners or something. Yeah, right. It used to be called 88 Thai or something like yeah. that. Now it's called like 36 Thai. It's a number in Thai food. They had something. a name. There was a name before that, before the 88 Thai. Like when I was in undergrad, I, that would it was be called something else, but it. I forgot what it was. It's cool. delicious. Though. Yeah, I also remember great. the Thai place by right by the Vons, like right by our place. Oh yeah, yeah, that was also, was also really, really yep. good. Yep, I went we there. ate there before the Anderson Pack concert. Yep, I yep. Th- I've only eaten there like twice, I think, maybe really? three times. Oh, okay, I think you guys have been there a yeah. lot. Yeah, but yeah. every time I went there it was delicious, and it was always empty. Yep. <laughs> so it's like what? Like this place is delicious, and there's no one here. I yeah. was like literally thinking about it, you know, because like I don't really go down to San Diego, but like I really like knock on wood i really hope that place is in business still oh right absolutely because i re- when things open back up obviously restaurants are open back up right now but like i don't really want to go in and eat just because with the pandemic still going on um just kind of like if you can or just because you can't doesn't mean you should you know right um but i really hope when things are like when you, you can safely feel like you can eat in a restaurant you know i really want to go back to that type place yeah nice okay next question so <laughs> I was laughing because I also had a question about uh, food-related stuff. This was actually going to be my last question, but we'll just oh, keep it relevant, okay. and I'll switch it around nice. for right now. So we'll just get a little bit more specific, Brady. So where where do you think is the best place to eat in San Diego? Like, to choose one spot, what is the best place? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Olive Garden. <laughs> I'm just playing. That's absolutely a joke. That place sucks. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor us, and then they're their best tasting food. But until then, they suck. Yeah, dude, it is. It is hard. If I have to go with like the best Mexican food, it would a hundred percent be Tacos El Gordo down in Chula Vista. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, check them out if you haven't. I think we we talked. We about were it literally talking today. about this today. I'm like, I've never been to Tacos El Gordo. I've never been either. I want to go so bad. Yeah. So it's super we gotta good. make it happen. Don't don't go to the one in Peco Park. Don't go to the one in Vegas. Go to the one that is in Chula Vista, the original one. It's yeah. so good. So that's what you would choose. I would, if it was like I get my last meal, I'm going to Tacos El Gordo. Okay. Because they cool. recently started doing like carne asada fries, mm-hmm. but instead of getting carne asada, you can get like carnitas. You can get like adobada or something like that. It's delicious. Excellent. And then for my question. So, Brady, I think out of the three of us, you have technically, I think, marched the most seasons of band. Correct. And, you know, with with band, I think it's given all three of us a lot. Like, there's been a lot of uh, positives that have come out of it. Um, when you look at the activity also, there's definitely uh, some places of work. Um, so, my I guess my question is, from all those years, what is your biggest takeaway from all that my biggest if you were to ask me like while i was marching what my biggest takeaway was and what it is now are two completely different things let's hear them both so while i was marching i learned a lot about like independence Mm -hmm. and i learned a lot of like nobody nobody is here to wipe your butt Mm -hmm. like if you show up with a stinky butt like everybody's gonna make fun of you and you're gonna feel bad about it Mm -hmm. to use an analogy and that was for sure the biggest thing that I learned and something that it took me a while to learn until afterwards. And this is something I wish I cared more about while I was marching is that my shit stinks just like everyone else's. Mm -hmm. Like while I was marching, I feel like I was very cocky 
And I was very much just like, oh, look at me. Look at who I am. Look at where I've marched. Because I was like, I got a gold medal when I was 19, which absolutely went to my head every single, Mm -hmm. the last two seasons I marched after that. And I became, I became kind of, I wouldn't say an issue, but I became very much like full of myself. And it was something that like looking back, I wish somebody had just called me out for it. And if somebody did, I didn't take it seriously. And that was kind of like a crushing thing that happened like three years ago when I don't remember who I was talking to about it, but they were like, yeah, like when we marched together, you were kind of rude to people. And I don't remember doing that. That's actually really surprising to me. That I I said that? Yeah, like I would never have thought of someone describing you like that. Yeah, which which is the same to me. And honestly, it could just be like one or two people that felt that way about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I... I was always torn between like band isn't serious, like band is band, but then also like I'm paying money to do this. Like I should take this seriously. I was always torn between that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the moments where I needed to be serious was when like my immaturities would come out and I would like choose, like I would make dumb decisions or I do like the wrong thing Mm -hmm. just because like I thought it was funny and that other people would as well. And it would be the incorrect decision to make. Right. You didn't, you didn't, you weren't aware of, the consequences Correct. that it would have on that person. Correct. And their opinion of you, I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, I think this is a good opportunity to listen to a word from our sponsor. Absolutely. Sweet. Be right back. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to that bit. Um, we were continuing our interview with Brady here. I think, Josh, it was your turn to ask the next question. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hear it. All right. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. Brady. Yes. What's something you have always wanted to try but haven't? Skydiving. Seriously? Seriously. That's like, that's the number one thing I've always wanted to try. And the main reason why I never did it, and looking back, it was a weird assumption. Uh, I, this is going to, this is going to get really sad. And I'm sorry for a second. That's okay. Um, I used to have huge, like, self image issues, especially like when we lived together, it was probably the worst I was about like mm. how my opinion of myself was just cause like I was, I was a big guy and like, I didn't want to admit that I was fat, but it was like at the same time, like I would continually get bigger. Mm. And then it was just kind of being like, Oh, this is obviously other people's fault and all that other stuff. So mm. I actually had the opportunity to go sty- skydiving and I didn't cause I was legitimately worried that if somebody was to pull the parachute that I would keep falling. Yeah. So, which I'm, I will say that my self-image has gotten way better in the past mm-hmm. three years. Please take your mental health seriously because that's not something I did. Mm-hmm. But skydiving, I've always wanted to try skydiving. That's that, was a good, that was a good answer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you being so open with us. Well, this is a podcast. I want to make sure I'm open so that the 60-odd people that listen to this episode. 60 or it. 16? A thousand. A thousand. Okay. Nice. My mom's, my mom's going to listen to this one. She loves this podcast, by the way. She was also my English teacher. No, she wasn't. <laughs> shout out to Kristen. <laughs> what? I said shout out to Kristen. Yes. Who? Kristen. Kirsten. Kirsten. There we go. My bad. I'm sorry. Did you say it softly because you weren't sure if yeah. you were pronouncing yes, it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly why I said it softly. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't, okay. I don't know your mom's name, so that's quite all right. Her name is Maria. Maria? Maria. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> my parents actually both, like, we got a Spotify family plan. Yeah. Finally, and do they also listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't want to tell the story anymore. Anyway, next question. No, no, please. No, please. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just saying, they literally just got a Spotify, so they're starting to listen to our podcast. Now. Oh, sweet. Nice, oh. man. Thank you. Shout out to Phil's parents for listening. Maria's her name, by the way. Both of them? Both. I said your parents. Shout out uh, to Well, because you, you said uh, you didn't know my mom's <laughs> name, so. But Maria and my dad's name is Thank Rolando. You. Thank you, Maria and Rolando? Rolando, yeah. Rolando. And Kirsten. So you know the the area we lived in when we were roommates was called Rolando. Rolando. Yep. Yeah. Did yeah. your dad find that area? He founded it. <laughs> he went on a walk one day and he said, look, <laughs> this is, is me. <laughs> this is <laughs> real. <laughs> this is where I'm meant to be. Anyway, okay. um, so it was ironic that you asked about, what was the question again? It was like... That uh, I just asked Brady? Yeah. I asked him if there's anything that he wants to try but hasn't. Right. Okay. Because my fourth question was asking you about a bucket list item. Mm. So hmm. what's... I guess what's another thing? What's another thing? That another thing on the bucket list. Um, it's it's weird because like I had when I was growing up, like obviously like when I was in like the midst of like band and everything in high mm-hmm. school, the bucket list was to meet people that inspired me when I was marching, like shows I would watch, to meet those people, to get a gold medal, and to like become, I hate that I'm saying this now, but to become well-known. Like people mm-hmm. would be like, that guy, that guy did this, this, this. Right. And Honestly, like I, I was just gonna say, I think I think that's fair. Like when yeah. when most people march, I think that there's a little bit of that. Yeah. And they want to be like, there's no going, way they're going like into it. Yeah. Because like yeah, when, when we're young, we look at we look at them like they're celebrities. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we and you also see the people that make it happen, mm-hmm. and you're like, dang, like that's that's crazy. That's a big deal. You yeah. did you did that. The people who designed the shows and and put everything together. Right. So, and, and what's crazy is like I. And I think is that it happens so quick, in my opinion, when you go from that stage to all of a sudden you're there. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like it kind of it happens a lot quicker when you're actually going through that path. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it goes from like looking up to these people and then suddenly you're one of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for my bucket list, since it's changed, because when I was by the time I was 18, I was marching an ensemble called Mandarins. And the people. Nice. Thank you. I just burped off mic. I was saying nice for mandarins because I also marched them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, crazy. <laughs> I was talking about my burp. So uh, by the time I was 18, I threw like techs and people that like taught me, I already met everybody that I had aspired to become at that time, mm-hmm. which were two base techs. One of them was Otto. The other one was Nelson. And another one, his name's Nick. Mm-hmm. And I met all three of them that summer. Mm-hmm. And then I was happy to also meet Aaron, who was another base tech that we had. These were people that were just like, oh, like these are like the big boys in the activity to me. Mm-hmm. So that was like checked off. When I was 19, I got the gold medal. And then also when I started marching Pulse in 2016, people started knowing who I was. Like it was weird, like going to a party at somebody's house that I didn't know because everybody else was going there, walking in and people being like, that guy's Brady. Like that was a trippy <laughs> because experience. Because you marched mm-hmm. Pulse. Because I marched Pulse and because of all the other stuff. And it was it was weird. It was a trip. Yeah. So skydiving is for sure one of those things. The the next items that I have, but like I, th- I said this before on like the determination episode or something, mm-hmm. like I have goals that I want to reach. Right. Mm-hmm. One of them is to own a house. The, the next one Great. is for me to have a family and have at least two children. Wow. Two little Brady's. Two little Brady's, man. Can you imagine? Zooming that? around, Zooming laughing around. at memes. Laughing at Laugh memes. At Hopefully memes. creating memes. You can go to university 
to get a meme degree now. I don't know where it is. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that too. Yeah. Really? You can get a degree in memes. Let's talk about useless degrees. <laughs> <laughs> if your children don't do that, will you disown them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, I guess that would be okay. it. Yeah. Wow, family plans. Yeah. So I think we're on our last questions, right? Yes. This is my last question for you, Brady. Yes. And we were just watching this. Okay. Who is your favorite comedian and why? Uh, my favorite comedian is Tom Segura. Tom Segura is one of the funniest people I have ever seen. In a time where political correctness is getting challenged, he likes to walk that gray line really well. Yeah. And I'm I'm all for political correctness, obviously, but it's just funny to hear somebody tell a story that they've experienced or something that they've seen. Mm-hmm. And just the way that he does it makes me laugh. He also has a podcast, shout out to Your Mom's House, which is the name of his podcast. It, every single episode is hilarious. I have yet to see anything that guy has done and not laughed at it. I'm in the same boat. I think he's my favorite comedian, too. Yeah. He is so funny. And a close second would be John Mulaney because he writes some of the smartest humor I've yeah. heard. Yeah. I remember watching both of them a lot with you at mm-hmm. the house. I yeah, you, sh- you showed me Tom Segura. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dude, this guy, this guy, this guy gets, gets it. it. And John Mulaney. I didn't even know who he was until yeah. you mm-hmm. brought him up. And now everyone talks about him, but they don't really know it because everyone loves, like, or not, uh, not everyone, but a lot of people love Big Mouth. And yeah. He's a huge. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to go back because I just thought of another one. John Mulaney's now third place. Oh. And second place is Dave Chappelle. Ah. His nice, yeah. He, I don't understand what goes through his brain when he writes a joke, but he is on just a different wavelength. Yeah. There's, there's a special on Netflix where he accepts the Mark Twain Award for comedy, where they have all these comedians come through, and these are like Sarah Silverman goes in there and talks about what he means. And then mm-hmm. they have Q-Tip, who was in, I believe, A Tribe Called Quest, mm. who was one of the curators for the Mark Twain organization or building, if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. He comes in and talks about his experience with Dave Chappelle. Bradley Cooper comes in and talks about his experience with Dave Chappelle, and it's these A-list celebrities that are right. like, Dave Chappelle is one of the funniest people I've ever met. But I still think Tom Segura is funnier. They're all great comedians. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to even rank them. And all right, well, for my last question. So, Brady, you asked this question earlier, and so I added it to my list because I felt like it might have insinuated something. So you asked me earlier uh, in the last episode about a story from the house that you didn't know about. Yeah. So now is there a story from the house that I don't know about? (laughs) There is one. So a funny thing, I think you know about this story. I almost know for a fact that you don't know about this story. Okay. Okay. So this is going to be great for you, Josh. Um, so when we had a gold staff that stayed over at our house, mm-hmm. we had a gentleman, his name was Dave and Dave likes to wander when he sleeps. He's a sleepwalker. So there was one time we were at the house and I was sleeping in bed. I think it was myself, Dave's girlfriend, Vivian, Dave, maybe Randy that were there mm-hmm. at the time. And I'm like fast asleep. I hear my door open. Mm -hmm. And there's Vivian, and she's, like, poking me on the back, and she's like, hey, I don't know where Dave is. And I was like, what do you mean you don't know where he is? Like, I put on clothes. I sleep naked. (laughs) I put on clothes. (laughs) When you weren't there, I slept naked. When you were there, at at least underwear, hopefully. At least underwear. (laughs) Um, Hopefully. Um, So I, like, put on clothes. I, like, head outside. I'm like, okay, what's going on? 
Dave left his keys, his wallet, and his vape, which are like the three things that he always has <laughs> yeah. on him. Uh-huh. So I leave my door. I like go outside, look down the street, can't see him. I'm like, okay, go back inside the house. And you weren't there, okay. but I remember your door being open and being like, what is going on? I opened your door. Dave was asleep in your bed. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave was asleep in your bed because he didn't want to sleep on the couch and because he had like a few, you know. Uh-huh. And so he like in his brain while he was asleep, it was like, hey, go into that bed and sleep in there. <laughs> so he slept walk into Josh's bed. Into Josh's bed. Wow. And then I, I should not know about this. Did part. you guys make my bed or something? Because like I, yeah. d- I had no idea yes. this happened. Yes, we did. <laughs> Because I remember at that time just being like, Josh is going to be so upset if he knows about this. <laughs> so thankfully, three years later or so, you now know about it. I think it's funny. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's the funniest story I have that okay. so I guess both of you don't know about. So yeah. while you were telling that, right? Like, yeah. you know when people are telling stories and yeah. you're thinking in your head, you're like kind of jumping to conclusions in your head. Like You're I jumping to the, probably be. the worst possible conclusion. In my head, I was <laughs> thinking, it had it, like, what if it's only with my room? What if it's something with my room? Like what? Or like what if I was asleep yeah. and he like got in my bed with me and I had no idea? <laughs> that would have been creepy. Yeah, that would have been so creepy. Yeah, but I, apparently I wasn't there. So, yeah. but I was literally thinking, what if it has to do something to do with my room? And sure enough, that's kind of crazy. In my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. <laughs> oh my gosh, I miss that guy. That's wild. All right, so that wraps up our questions, right? That wraps up our question. Cool. You know what it's time for. Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to our conversation today on the Three X Roommates podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you follow our Instagram at Three X Roommates using the number three. We're Phil, Josh, and Brady, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye bye.